Hey, welcome back to Out of State Hunter. I'm Chad Riker. I'm your host, and hopefully this podcast will help answer some of your out-of-state hunting needs. Today, I'm going to be talking about application strategies, and I know I've done a a couple of shows about a couple of different states and, and their particular application strategies. I wanted to talk about my personal application strategies and then a couple of different options that people might have. So my application strategy is far different than some of the other people. When I'm talking to my buddy Dan and when I'm talking to CJ... We have similar strategies, but we look at different hunts and we try to do different things. And then I reach out to some of my other friends, right? I've got buddies all over New Mexico and all over the West, and I'll hit them up and say, hey, what are you guys thinking about? Or what are you looking at for for this year's hunting strategy? And it's everybody is different when, when we do these little strategies. So I wanted to take an opportunity to first off talk about what an application strategy is. And then I wanted to kind of break down a few of probably the most common strategies that I hear about or that I see or when I talk to people, um, what I hear that they're going to do. So the first thing I want to say, and obviously this is very, very brief, but what is a hunting strategy? A lot of guys may not know this, especially if you're from out east. I I don't know if there's a lot of strategy that goes into that. I'm not a big eastern hunter. I know guys that hunt multiple different states and and they there is strategy to what they do. Uh, a lot of those eastern states though, you have a very long season to hunt in. So you might be able to hunt deer from October to the end of December or something, right? That you can hunt all all year long. Um, and there's it seems like there's less species out there. A lot of guys will just chase white-tailed deer. Well, out here you've got antelope, you've got elk, you've got deer, you've got javelina, you've got, take your pick, right? There's all kinds of stuff, moose, bear. There's all kinds of things that you can hunt out here. So, and then our seasons are a little bit different. There's not too many states that have a really long season, especially for out-of-state hunters. Most of the out-of-state hunting opportunity is limited to a a very short season. Usually it's anywhere from like five to 10-ish days. You may find some plus or minus that. A lot of antelope hunts here in New Mexico, for example, are like three days. And there's some archery deer hunts that are like two weeks. So, you know, it just kind of depends on how much time you have and what you're looking for. Anyway, so what is a hunting strategy? Sorry, I I digress there a little bit. Hunting strategy is really just your plan of how you're going to put your season together and build out that, that strategy of if I have a hunt in September... And what do I want to hunt in October? Do I have time in November? If I do, what am I hunting in November? Is there any December opportunities for me out there? And you you build this strategy or this plan out of what you have, what your availability is. That's usually where I start. So I'll I'll kind of start diving into what I do. But when I bu- when I put my hunting strategy together, the first thing that I do is I sit down with my wife. And we plan out vacation time, and we look at when we're going to do our trips together, spend time together, and do our stuff. And then I, ha- I from that kind of vacation plan and how much time am I taking off, then I have what's left over for my hunting season. And then I, I can build my hunting strategy or my application strategy based on that leftover vacation time that I have. I also have to take into consideration potential work trips during that time 
and you know things that just kind of come come up um, without notice, right? Last minute type stuff. So there, there's a lot that goes into it, especially when you're trying to plan and it's only January or February and you're looking all the way out to September, October, November, or potentially December and even January of next year. So like I said, the first thing that I do is I sit down, I make sure there's plenty of family time. I make sure my wife gets the trips that she wants or that I want, whatever our family vacation is. And those are pre-planned. Okay. So family stuff aside, let's talk about the hunting season and the application strategy for hunting. There's a few different ways to look at this. And these are the three things that I've done in the past. I'll start off with probably the simplest, and that is a person that's coming out west and they have one hunt, right? They've got one week to do. They're coming out from take your pick. They're coming out from Indiana. They're coming out from Alabama, wherever, right? They're coming out and they only have a week to be in the west. So what kind of hunting application strategy do they need to do? That breaks down a little bit further than that. Is it a person who's never hunted before and they don't have any points built up? So they're looking at over-the-counter opportunities, and then what do you do for that over-the-counter opportunity, right? You're probably going to go to Colorado and hunt elk, or you're going to look at some of those over-the-counter opportunities that recently changed in Arizona to chase deer, or you're going to look at Idaho and their uh, their over-the-counter opportunities. You're going to be looking for that over-the-counter stuff. If you've been doing it for a few years, though, and you've got some points built up, then you can really start to look at you can really dig into some of these resources like go hunt and you can dig in and you can really start trying to find a better hunt than just an over the counter hunt in, in Colorado. Right now you can start using your points to your advantage and you can start trying to look for better hunts, better opportunities, maybe a little bit more strategic on that when you, you know, maybe you're looking at more of a rut type of hunt for a deer or something in November instead of something over the counter that might be, you know, in October or an archery opportunity in September or something like that. So um, that is, that's one type of of application strategy. There's not a lot of strategy to it. If you have zero points and it's your first opportunity, you're going to be looking for that over-the-counter opportunity to get out there and probably chase elk or whatever it is for your first time. If you have been at it for a few years, you're going to have a few points and you're going to want to dig in and find a little bit better hunt. But I would encourage, I don't, I'm not saying you have to do this in in any way, but I would encourage people to start looking at buying preference points and bonus points and, and trying to acquire some of these points for future use. Okay, because you're going to want eventually you're going to want to look at other opportunities besides over the counter elk hunting in Colorado which I, I have no proof behind this, but I'm just saying over the last few years, I've seen a lot of those over-the-counter opportunities fall away and they're starting to become draw units. So that over-the-counter opportunity may not always be there. And if you have points to fall back on, then that's a great, great option for somebody that only hunts a week. And if you're getting points, so while, while I'm on this topic, um, I'm going to do a whole nother show that's all about getting preference points and, and why those are important and how they play into application strategy. But I feel like that's a whole nother show and I'm going to address that on a different show. But I, I will say that if you're acquiring points, I acquire points for all three of the major species. 
Uh, and then I've got some sheet points and things like that in, in Arizona too. But I acquire them for all three. Because if you have all three species in Arizona, and you have all three in Colorado, and you have all three in Wyoming, that's nine different points just in those states right there that you're accumulating over time. So after three or four years, you've got three points of everything, and maybe you burn your deer points in Arizona. Well, you still have all these other species and all these other states that you can continue to build points and then build better hunts over time. Okay, hopefully that made made sense. It did to me in my head. Okay, so now the next type of hunting opportunity. This is the one that for the past couple of years, this is what I've been doing. Because those first years when I started Western hunting, I was acquiring points. Even though I was still hunting over the counter in Colorado, just doing what I just talked about earlier, I spent my first few years doing the -the over-the-counter hunts. But meanwhile, I was acquiring points in other states, right? I knew that I was getting points. I was building points in Arizona, but I didn't have enough points to go on an elk hunt. I didn't have enough points to to draw a deer tag. So I was acquiring points, and then I was just going to Colorado and hunting over the counter. And I was still getting over the counter, or I was still getting points in Colorado, but then buying an over-the-counter hunt. So... Um, okay. So this next one is now I've got a few points in a few different States. I don't have to hunt over the counter anymore. I have options. Now, what do I do? Okay. So this is where that strategy really becomes a thing, right? Now you have plenty of points. Are you a one hunt person or are you someone that hunts three or four or five times a year or whatever? Maybe you live out West, right? So I'm here in New Mexico now. And I, last year, it seemed like I was gone constantly. I I hunted 42 days, I think, last year. And I think that's a pretty significant amount of days. When we, me and my buddy CJ were talking about it on the glassing knob one day. And um, it felt like it was a lot of days. I don't know how these guys are out for 90 days on end. I, I guess maybe if that's what they do for their job. But that's a lot of hunting. Anyway. Again, I, I kind of got off topic there. Let me bring it back. So, okay, so this is that hunter that has opportunities, right? So now you have points. Are you looking at one hunt specifically? And if you do, you need to get into go hunt and you start looking at draw odds and you start looking at where can you best utilize your points. So let's say you're a person like me, right? So you have points in Arizona, you have points in Colorado, you have points in Wyoming. You have over-the-counter opportunities in Idaho. You have limited over-the-counter opportunities in Arizona, and you live in New Mexico, right? So a lot of opportunity there. So what am I going to do? Well, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to decide if I'm just doing one hunt, what species do I want to hunt? Do I want to hunt mule deer this year? Do I want to hunt elk? Do I want antelope? And then you start looking for those opportunities within that species. So let's say... You got, let's say, four points or whatever in in Arizona, and you start looking at your options for antelope, and there's literally zero options for antelope at four points. There might be some archery stuff, but it's very, very minimal what you can do for antelope in 
in Arizona. So then you start looking at Wyoming and you start kind of picking that apart to decide which state that you want to hunt that species in. And maybe it turns out that you just don't have enough points to hunt that particular species. So then you move on to the next and you say, okay, well, all right, antelope isn't going to work this year. So I'm going to buy my antelope points and I want to look at deer. So then you start looking at your deer opportunities you're drilling down in go hunt, right? You're going through filtering 2.0 and you're using all of the slider bars, you know, you're filtering down through there and you find a unit that has pretty good draw odds, or you find a few different units that have good draw odds in a state and you decide to apply for that state. So we'll stick with Arizona. So you're, you're burning through your, your filtering 2.0 on go hunt and you come up those three units and then you, you want to apply in Arizona for deer awesome so hopefully you get to draw your deer tag if you or maybe you don't find a deer hunt that you like so you got to move on and you got to try for elk and then you do the same thing right you go through that whole filtering process you go state by state and you say okay maybe i can hunt wyoming elk on a general tag this year so that's what you apply for and then you get your points for all of your other states right so you get your arizona points you get your colorado nevada whatever whatever state it is you're into i use these as examples because that's where i hunt and and that's the states where i accumulate points it's the states i look at every year so that's why i keep talking about these the same states um okay so now the the third option or the third and like i said there's probably more than this but for me this is the third option so this year i was really really fortunate to in December, I got an Idaho over-the-counter deer tag. So in December, I knew that I already had at least one tag in my pocket, right? Um, I was also very, very fortunate that a, a good friend of mine gave me his landowner antelope tag. So now I'm, I'm going into the 2023 application season with two tags in my pocket. Um, so the question that I ask myself is, okay, now what is it that I want to do? I already have two tags. I can, I can literally like shoot for the moon and apply for units that are difficult, very, very hard to draw units. I can apply in different states and I can try to apply my points to difficult units. And then that way, if I draw something, then I've just drawn a really, really good tag right so let's say in air i'll use arizona again um let's say in arizona my elk application looks something like unit nine early archery unit 27 early archery and unit one early archery am i going to draw those probably not um i can tell you i have very very low draw odds where's my go hunt very low draw odds in those units with so I will just tell you, I, I have several points and uh, my draw odds for drawing a unit nine early archery elk hunt are 0.3%. All right. So my point to that is, and that was using the Go Hunt Insider filtering 2.0 to get to that and scroll down through there and look at early archery and see that I have 0.3%. Probably not going to happen. Uh, but if it does, then I have one of the premier elk tags for the Western United States it's sitting in my pocket. And it was all because I took that opportunity knowing that I already had some tags to apply for difficult hunts, shoot for the moon, hit, swing for the fences, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
and I took that opportunity to be able to do that. If I was to draw that, that elk tag in Arizona, I would drop everything else that I was doing except for my antelope tag. And I would focus my attention on that premier elk tag. But it's one of those things. I have that luxury this year of doing that. Will I have that luxury every year? Doubtful. Very, very doubtful. I know I, I won't have the opportunity at this antelope hunt again. Um, that Idaho tag is sitting there and it's just kind of kind of waiting, right? Like I can go up there if I want. I can still return that tag. So if I was to draw something in Arizona that was a premier tag, then I could return my Idaho tag, get some refund or, or whatever their policy is up there. And, um, I would, I would get that time back, but that goes for everything. So applying in all these States and applying for the shoot, the shoot for the moon stuff, it's, that's what I'm going to do this year because I have that opportunity. Now, the other thing too, is some of these units, like, like Arizona, if you don't draw, you automatically get those points. So next year I'll go in with another point. If I don't draw that premier tag, um, Wyoming is a little bit different. So if I apply for something in Wyoming, let's say I applied for a general elk tag up there and I don't draw that, then I, I have to remember in my mind that I didn't draw it. And then you go back in at a later date and, um, buy your points. So some States give them to you automatically when you don't acquire the tag, some States, you have to remember to go in and purchase those points. Some states allow you to just buy a point. So if I wanted to apply for those premier tags in, in, in Arizona and only get points in Colorado, that's what I would do. I don't really do that, though. I, especially in states where you have to pay your money up front like you do in Arizona. Uh, I'm sorry, where you don't pay your money up front like you do in Arizona. You might as well throw your hat in the ring, right? You already bought your license and if you want to know more about this Arizona process, I just did a cool show with Tra uh, Trail Kreitzer from Go Hunt. Uh, I think it was last week. But um, the idea is that you could buy your license and then you apply because it only costs you 15 bucks to apply once you buy the license. And then you don't get charged unless you acquire that tag, unless you draw that tag. So there's really no harm, no foul. You've already bought the license. You've already paid the $15 for the application fee. And then you just have to remember in your mind that come maybe around early March, Arizona, you may get a charge on your card that says however much money, 665 bucks or whatever it is for an elk tag. So you got to keep that kind of stuff in mind. There'll be, I'm going to do more podcasts on e like each state. So preference point stuff, cost points, how do they, how do their, um, charges work, all of that kind of stuff. We're going to break all of those out today. I really just wanted to get this kind of stuff out there. I wanted to get this information out so that you could be thinking about application strategies because it really, it really does play a role if you're applying in more than one state. Uh, if you just apply in, let's say you're a New Mexico resident like myself, New Mexico is one of those unique states where there's no point system. Once you apply, um, you, you have an opportunity to draw. There's, there's no, this guy's got 30 points, so he's automatically going to get that tag. It's everybody has a fighting chance. 
So um, if you're only trying to draw in New Mexico, then you want to look at New Mexico and you want to filter that thing down. Use Go Hunt and, and filter it all down and figure out the hunts that you want. What has the best hunting opportunity? Maybe something gives you 40% odds or 50% odds. So you would want to put that for maybe your third choice in, in New Mexico. And then you put some of the tougher hunts, tougher to draw hunts as your number one and number two choice. Right. So, okay. So how do I, last thing I'm going to talk about here is how do I keep track of all of this stuff? So, uh, it's pretty, it can get pretty in depth and I've got some pretty wicked color coded spreadsheets that I have used in the past and I, they're very thorough and I save them and I archive them so that I have all of the years past. I think I have like 2020, 2021, 2022, and 20 this year. Well, this year, surprise, surprise, the great people over at Go Hunt have come out with a new feature on Go Hunt, and I, this thing literally released like mid-January. So um, I have very limited time with it, and I have been playing with it a little bit, but they have a tool now that's called the Hunt Planner, and like any other Go Hunt Insider tool, it's awesome. So you can go in to your insider account, you can click on hunt planner. And what that allows you to do is like this pops up. I think there's already a few YouTube videos out there. I think Brady Miller did one, Matt Ashley did one. I may do one too, um, but you can go in there and I'll link those videos down below so that you can see them and watch them because it's pretty amazing. You can select the hunt that you want and then you name it, let's say Arizona elk. Uh, then you can go into the filtering 2.0 and as you're filtering through those, those hunts and you start to find what you want, you save those, um, crap. I was going to look here at, uh, yeah. So you save them to your hunt planner and then you select. So you, you hit the little save button and then you say, I want it to go. I want this to go into my Arizona elk hunt planner and it starts to build out that strategy for you and it's really pretty cool because then it gives you an opportunity to be able to compare those different units side by side uh, it shows you everything that's that's relevant so it might like i'm looking at it right now it tells me how much public land is available on that unit the potential size of the animal the bull to cow ratio harvest success how many applications and then it gives you the draw odds for that particular unit and then you can compare them even further, more of a side-by-side -side comparison. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. I'm not going to talk a ton about it on here because you can't visually see what I'm doing. And that's kind of tough to follow. But what I will do is link a really cool video into the show notes for you to go watch. Or just probably Google Go Hunt Hunt Planner and I'm sure YouTube will pop up. Um, really, really cool feature. I, I think I... So my hunt plan for 2023 is already built for the most part. I, I built that out a couple of months ago. I went through, I started sorting, I started really looking and, and getting an idea of what I wanted. Um, but this new feature is pretty cool. Um, one thing that I have on my spreadsheet that I really like that I, I still keep separate is I keep all of the hunt codes on that spreadsheet. So as I'm researching and I'm finding my units, Again, we'll use we'll just stick with that Arizona. So let's say I had unit nine, twenty seven, and unit one. Um, I have the unit, the season that I 
personally want to hunt and then I have the hunt code. So when I go for my application that day, I just know what to look up and I know how to pick it up very quickly. Um, another little side tip is you got to verify those hunt codes every year. So if you're a person that applies for the same stuff every year and last year you used code triple X, um, which is not a real code, but if you use the code triple X, then next year it could be double X V, right? They, they change them based on new hunts, getting rid of some hunts, how, however it works, those numbers can change. And I, I noticed when I was looking through my New Mexico application strategy this year, I had put hunt codes in there from last year's rules and regulations book that New Mexico put out. Um, I had updated all of my codes and I put them all in there and they were all ready to go. And the new uh, proclamation, the new rules and regulation published, published, and when it came out, all of my hunt codes were different. So fortunately, I went in and I double checked those and um, I was able to update them. I think I'm ready for my New Mexico draw. So we will see. Um, I should be doing a, a podcast pretty soon on the New Mexico application strategy. I think I'm ready to draw. Um, there's a little bit more. Here, Here's another nugget. There's some states that, so if you're applying for Arizona and you're applying for New Mexico and you're applying for Colorado, right? Which again, those are my three, my big three that I apply for. Um, look at the, and, and Wyoming too. So don't only look at the, the, the due date, right? The, the day that it closes and you have to have your, your application submitted by that day. Also look at the publication day. So Arizona is supposed to publish their results early March. And then New Mexico doesn't close their draw until March 22nd. So if Arizona publishes their results, and I know that I didn't draw anything in Arizona, and let's say I find out March 10th, well, now I got 12 days to work on my application strategy for New Mexico, knowing that I didn't draw anything in Arizona. So I can continue to tweak and, and refine my strategy. Whereas let's say that I draw out of my ass somehow, I pull one of those premier tags in Arizona. Well, that changes everything. Like I was saying in the beginning of the show, it literally changes everything. So then I start to look differently at New Mexico. Let's say I draw an early archery tag in Arizona. Well, now do I have to start putting in for some late season muzzleloader cow tags or something or late season muzzleloader tags in New Mexico? And does that change what I do in Colorado? Probably. It's probably going to put me on a third season or a fourth season hunt versus an early season uh, archery bull tag, right? An archery elk tag. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, it takes a lot of time and you really need to sit down. And there are tools out there to use that really, really speed up the process and help the process. The tool that I absolutely use the most is the Go Hunt filtering, uh, Go Hunt Insider filtering 2.0. Let me back up a little bit. So I use filtering 2.0, and it probably is what I use the most throughout the course of the year. Um, the tool that I use the most when it comes to starting my application strategy is on the Go Hunt page, the Insider page underneath their tools. They have it's called State Regulations, and if you pick on the, if you click on those State Regulations, it brings up all the states in the West. I'll click on Arizona. 
Um, and when you start to look at Arizona, it breaks down all of the cost. So it tells you your non-resident hunting licenses, the youth cost, whatever. So you got to buy your license as 160 bucks. It tells you what the species cost is right there. So elk, it says 665. If you want mule deer, it's 315. Whatever, it breaks them all out. Desert bighorn, $1,815 for an out-of-state hunter. Bear is 165 Whatever, I'm not going through the whole list. Anyway, then it also gives you your important dates, and it says, like, application deadline for Arizona is February 14th, and then it tells you the deadline for updating credit card information, which is a big thing for Arizona because if they try to hit your card and it doesn't take the payment, it's gone. It moves on to the next one. So you got to make sure that stuff is updated. And then it tells you draw results. And for for Arizona, it just says early March 2023. I don't think they actually give a, a solid date for that. And if I re, if every year that I've drawn something in, in Arizona, it's always over the course of like four or five days. So there might be deer one day, the next day is elk, the next day is antelope, whatever. So it takes a few days for them to hit the cards and, and get through it. Anyway, so that's where I start. And as I'm building out that spreadsheet that I have, I make sure those important dates are transferred into that spreadsheet so that I have those. Well, now Go Hunt has all of those, all of that information is in their state regulation page and which I literally just copy and paste it from Go Hunt into my spreadsheet. But now they have state regulations and they also have this hunt planner. So my spreadsheet is kind of obsolete. I hate to see it go, but I'm, next year I'm probably not going to use that. I'm going to use this hunt planner and build out my hunts. And then I've got them all saved in Insider where I have my point tracker because you can update your points and you can keep track of all your points in there. And then you can have the state regulation page and then you have filtering 2.0 and you have draw odds and you have strategy articles and you have all kinds of great stuff. So yeah, first thing I do is I go to that state regulation page and I pay attention to what's first, what date is that release, what date are the results release, and then what's coming next. And if there's something that overlaps, like new, the New Mexico result date is after the Colorado deadline date. So those two, you can't do that hold and wait game. You have to apply for both of those. You have to be applied at the same time. And then the results come out at different times and stuff. But I like to watch Arizona so I can see what happens. And then that, that kind of sets the, the pace for the rest of my application season. Um, but yeah, so I go to the state regulation page and then I go to filtering 2.0 and I start to filter through those units. Um, Point tracker is updated and it's saved in my Gohan Insider account. So when I pull up Arizona, let's say my points and my non-resident status are already uploaded in there. So everything is based on that non-resident status for Arizona. And now as I go through those tools, all of that information is collected and it's all in the same area. So now when I go through those tools, I can go and I can say, ooh, I want to hunt. This will be the last thing I talk about, but I go to Arizona and say I want to hunt elk, and I say I want a 320 class bull or better. I'm a non-resident. I've got my points are already preloaded in there. I can slide the bar and say give me about 10% odds or better, or I can say whatever, 50% odds or better, and then I can choose the season that I want. Let's say I want a late archery tag, and late archery pops up. We've got some results in there. 
can say, man, I sure want enough public land that I can enjoy hunting on and I don't want to deal with bad access. So I bump my public land up to like 55-ish percent and I have plenty of results in there. And I have some results with 100% draw odds based on my points and the criteria that I just set in Go Hunt Insider, the filtering 2.0. And I did it that quick. And now I can start researching those units. So then, or I can save them in, in my hunt planner. Anyway, that's the new hunt planner tool. Um, that's the way I apply. So I am normally, nowadays, I'm normally that middle application where I'm, I'm a guy that has points and I like to apply in a few states. And I think I really need to have a strategy on how I want to, to best utilize the points that I have. Um, I, I like having those options. I, I have enough points in, in the states that I like to hunt that I should be able to start rotating through those. You know, I've got plenty. And like this year, my plan is to burn. Well, like I said, doubtful that I'm going to burn my points for elk, but I do intend to burn my points for deer. So I'm hopeful, very hopeful to be able to draw a later season or, or like an October or November deer tag in southern arizona and to go over and hunt with my buddy jeremy and probably cj and so i'll burn those but then i'll start acquiring them again next year and meanwhile i'm still building elk points i'm still building antelope points in arizona still building my wyoming points still building colorado and still trying to hunt in new mexico so that's the way i do it i hope that helped uh, i highly highly recommend go hunt as a tool to use all of that suite of tools, um, check it out. It's totally worth trying out. If you're new to Western hunting, it's something that you're really going to want to start looking at. And I, I recommend, I always recommend to people to start looking at maybe purchasing points also. I understand it can get expensive and it's a little bit of an investment, but think of it as that opportunity that you're going to have three or four years down the road. So if you want to become a Go Hunt Insider and you want to see those tools and you want to be able to use those tools that they have to include that brand new hunt planner, use the code out of state, all one word, when you become a Go Hunt Insider and you will get 50 bucks in gear shop credit. And I totally recommend it. And then after you draw your great tag, because you know you're going to draw one, then you also will have access to the maps and you'll, you'll have all of that stuff so you can start your e-scouting and all of the great things that come along with the entire year. The whole year, so for Western hunting, and it's probably this way for whitetail guys too. In fact, I know it is because I always see my, my buddies that are whitetail guys and I see them out scouting and you know looking around, looking at deer populations and looking at corn and, and they're plotting their food plots and they're doing all of their stuff in the off season, uh, it's, it's a year round game. So right now is application season and then you wait a little while, right? So around March, April, May, you start getting some of these elk units and, you know, some of these elk, elk applications start dropping and then some deer stuff comes along. Well, let's say you drew that elk tag and, you know, you find out in March or April and then it's time to start figuring out the unit and looking around and, and maybe you go on a scouting trip or something. You go spend a week out in that unit and you look around and you see what you got. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, it's September and you're standing in the elk woods blowing on your bugle tube and life is good. So, all right, that's all I got. I appreciate you listening. I 
if you have any questions about application strategy, please reach out. I, I'm totally willing to answer questions. I'm not going to give you units, but I can tell you how to narrow things down and I can try to help you sort through some of the states and I can help you with the points. Um, yeah, give, give me a shout. I'm, I'm on the Instagram at out of state hunter, more than happy to listen you know, listen to questions or, or answer questions or point you in the right direction of somebody that does answer those questions. So reach out. Don't forget to follow along at Out of State Hunter on the Instagram. Website's coming very, very soon. And um, leave a review for the podcast. It really helps the podcast grow. I appreciate any reviews that come out. I appreciate any support that I get from listeners. So thank you very much. Don't forget when you become a Go Hunt Insider, use the code out of state, all one word, all capital letters, and you will get access to literally the most powerful tool in Western big game hunting. All right, that's it. I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, leave a five-star review.